hell is up with the Wellman's Warehouse Twitter account? What the? What do you mean? It's just like they, they like tweeted that a picture of like a like a tag on a dog collar, and it just says, "Every time I see dog tags, I remember you can legally name your dog whatever you want. No one can stop you. That's too much power." I was like, "What? <laughs> huh? Isn't it weird that beaver tails are just hammers? What if squirrels had screwdrivers for hands, or birds had like tape measures for feet? Nature's wicked." And then just a picture of a beaver tail. I mean, they're not wrong. This is the Game Engine Start Podcast for the 10th of September 2019. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And we now live in a world where Deadly Premonition 2 is a thing that exists. It's and it's strange. very strange. I never thought it would actually happen. Yes. Not only does Deadly Premonition get released on a Switch, which is weird enough as it is. Yeah. They also just like stealth announced a sequel with no like preamble or anything. They just kind of said, yeah, there it is. It was in their big crawl of like, here are things coming to Switch. Yeah, and they just casually went, yeah, Deadly Premonition 2, without everybody going, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Why is this game getting a sequel? And I love that because there's two groups of people, right? There are, there are people who watch the Nintendo Direct because they own Switches and are not like, like the Switch is the only console they own and they just play like yeah, Pokemon yeah. and Nintendo games, coming yeah. across us going, what the fuck? It, what is this what game? Is this game? Yeah. And there's the other people who are like, really enjoyed it. Yeah! Right? Like that's the two reactions you get from this put this in a Nintendo Direct, which is great, right? But also Sweary being very tight lipped about about this. What was actually happening? Yeah, didn't like, say anything. A man who's normally very vocal on Twitter yeah. was very to, silent al- about all this. Although to be fair, like the thing he's the most like openly vocal about is that like, when people ask him for more D4 and he's like, I can't do this. Microsoft own this. I have no way of doing more D4. Stop asking me. Nobody, he's never said no to a Deadly Premonition thing. I was going to so, say the most thing he spends his time doing on Twitter is talking about alcohol, but I guess I mean, that's okay, also sorry, true second that, yeah. most replied to thing. To be fair though, D4 ended with like a massive cliffhanger that yep. never gets resolved. Uh-huh. So... I was, I was talking to a friend at work. I, I, would, I would mind some D4, that'd be alright, but... I, I was talking to a friend at work uh, about... Like when that about that Nintendo Direct, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck everything else. Like, screw Pokemon. Deadly Premonition Two is the thing I'm most excited about at that list." And he was like, yeah. I, should, "I should, I should go back and play that first game." And I'm like, eh, mm, "Well, that's yeah, that, that's maybe. what I said." Was like, I, I, I was talking to people about it as well, and somebody said, "Should I play that thing?" And I was like, "Yes, you should, but you absolutely shouldn't at the same time." Yeah, you can't. You should really should play it, but you can't play it. It's yeah. a damn near unplayable mess. Yes. But, but it, you it should is play it. One of the most unique games you'll ever play in your life. And then, and then the follow up to that was like, oh, he put a game out like last last year, right? JJ Macfield or something. I was like, ah, like yes, but also Don't play you that probably either. can't play that. Also, and then it's like, oh well, okay. And I was like, oh, you should no, okay. The one you should unequivocally play is like D four because it's like two hours long and there's a story and it's fine. And it's and still then, crazy. And, and it's still yeah. kind of crazy. And it's like, oh, but it's marked as like episode one. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, because they didn't actually get to make any more episodes. So it kind of ends they in a cliffhanger. Epi- they made two episodes of it. And that's, there's basically, that's it. There's basically no swear game you can unequivocally say, yes, you should go play this. You should like, go play this. They're um, all surrounded by caveats. Um, I mean, if you push through them, they're great. Oh, yeah, totally. 
it takes a lot of effort to like, sit and play. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to just point people at the the the, the Premonition Dunes run and say you'll get everything you need out of this. Just yeah, go do like, that. Watching watching somebody else play it is probably the best way of doing it. I yeah. did the stupid thing, the same thing I did for them and Persona Four, which was I watched them play it and then went, I should see what this is like when you actually play it yourself. Yeah. So then played through Deadly Premonition and then played through Persona Four, and yeah, it was there was there was a moment where uh, last week where I was having to potentially plan to travel for work, and I was like, okay, let's see what I can get on my Switch to tide me over while I'm going. And I was like, huh, maybe I should just get Deadly Premonition and play through. No. Because <laughs> Origins no is now Deadly out. Premonition. Um, the, yeah, no, that's, no. Yeah, it's also weird that it's called Deadly Premonition Origins. Origins, right? Like, which suggests... As if this wasn't the only one that it was... Uh, but it suggests... Has, same- has he got some Has he got some universe planned for oh, Deadly yeah. Premonition? You know he does. You know he some does. Some sort of MCU-style multi-layered <laughs> system. Well, speaking of multi-layered universes, I should talk about the game that I've been playing um and very much enjoying um do you, do you understand that game more than a sweary game because oh I yeah don't. yes okay uh-huh. sure yes at this point I you, seem, you seem very confused when we recorded that video and yeah, or, or tried to record that video or tried uh, to record the video yeah um yeah so i've been playing control um which is the new game from remedy entertainment famous for max Payne and uh alan wake, alan wake and quantum yep. break less slightly less so Famous um, for ma- making really good TV shows within their own video games. That's yeah. kind of what they're famous and for. And kind of control kind of follows in on that. So this is a game that um, feels very much closer to... So I didn't play Quantum Break because there was no basically way to unless you had an Xbox. Yeah. Um, I probably would have if... if I mean, you can, you can play it now. It just sounds like you really shouldn't. Like, it sounds like it's... Remedy that... always draw the fine line between it's super interesting but kind of difficult to play. Oh, is that game out in PC? Quantum... Yeah. Oh, Quantum Break. Okay. I think it's on. I think it's on the Microsoft Store. But yes. Oh, okay. Um, Fair enough. But it, but Quantum Break appears to lean very heavily into this is bad to play sort of thing as opposed yeah. to the ah I can kind of get over it. So it definitely but... feels like Control is the natural evolution of um Alan Wake for sure. Like as somebody who played Alan Wake again remarkably recently um yeah it's it, it definitely feels like an evolution of that thing where they've taken all the stuff they learned from alan wake and from that expansion the dlc for it um and they've just blown out in every potential way so the the setup is very simple to do because the less you know the better and you i can only really talk about what happens in the first half hour without giving stuff away but like you play as Jesse Faden, who is a woman who turns up um, talking to something you don't quite understand that you can't see about. Uh, she turns up this building, which is the Federal Bureau of Control, who uh, you're not entirely clear what they do, but it's very clear very, very soon that this building doesn't quite behave the way buildings should and that the stuff that happens inside this building is very strange. Um, but basically, like, the easiest way to do it for, like, seven people to explain this game is that this is basically Warehouse 13, the game, where this it's whole... It's a lot weirder than Warehouse oh, yeah, yeah. 13 but is. Conceptually, yeah. like, there's a bunch of objects that have special powers that this bureau basically researches and tries to control, uh, tries to kind of research and um, keep safe from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a incredible game like it's just so there's there's the kind of two two halves of it where there's the game part and then there's the narrative part right so the game part is a 
It's a third-person shooter, but with no cover system, which is kind of weird in 2019. Like, I kept feeling, especially the first couple hours, like, I kept running behind walls to try and, like, stick to stick to scenery and pop out and stuff like that. Like, you just can't. There's no physical way to do it. You can duck, but you can't, like, stay ducked. As soon as you pop out, you stay yeah. up. So it's all a about... Lot the, a lot of the combat that I've seen is about more about, like, running around and using yes. your weird psychic powers than like staying in one place and firing out at people yeah you basically have to just keep moving and every power you get kind of reinforces the idea that you should just be basically moving constantly so you get um you get a gun called the service weapon um that has multiple forms and you can use them they're all different so one's a sniper one's a submachine gun one's a shotgun like they, they do they have the, the 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 types of gun in there they just all are one gun that you switch between um and yeah the combat's pretty good like there's enough different enemy types that have different approaches that you have to basically manage combat like as the, the whatever the the cliche like combat puzzle thing is like you kind of need to do that we're like okay there's three of those guys one of these guys how do i manage it so i can get this yeah. guy first and then use this on this and all this kind of stuff so it's 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 not like spectacular genre defining combat but it's above average like especially when you throw in like the powers you get and um a lot of the kind of st- way you can kind of combo stuff and it's 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 very very cool combat but the reason why i'm kind of there really is for the narrative stuff um where it just has this uncanny ability to like tell a story and leave out just enough blanks where your brain can fill it in and you don't feel like you're missing anything Right. So like okay. a lot of the so there's a lot of like and also like it's kind of impressive that they've just gone, hey, do you remember audio logs and written documents you just pick up? And that's a large part of like some of this like auxiliary narrative stuff. So there's a lot of like case files lying around of like times the bureau have gone out to get an item or researching an item where they've just like um redacted large chunks of it and really lets your brain fill in what those gaps were. Um, for all the official stuff, so like, hey, we went out to get this item, and blank people were affected by blank, and you're like, what? Oh yeah, the red- fuck redacted document. Yeah, like literal black bars over stuff, um, which is very cool. Is there like, is it like, as you progress further in the game, do they get the fine copies that are like unredacted, so you can fill no. that in, or is it literally just all you so, thinking, what the hell is this? It but- depends on what they're talking about. Where so they talk about. This- so the other thing I really kind of I, I like about this game is that it has more proper nouns in it than any other video game I've ever played. So like everything is capitalized, right? Like service weapon is a capital S, capital W. Like objects of power is a capital O, capital B. Like everything is a named thing, which is a yeah. collection of other words. So like um, they talk about AWEs, which are altered world events. They talk about the yeah, like objects of power and um the board and the director are like named things um so it's they've basically created all this terminology that you feel like a bureaucratic organization who observes weird shit would do like i have to fill it i have to fill out this form and fill in this space with something so i'm going to create a word that fits in there um and so there's like the kind of level of like the the like the stuff. What is that, the, what's the alien called again? Not alien. The weird possessive force. The oh, the, the like the the main like antagonist in the thing. It's called the hiss. Yeah, the hiss. That's what it's which called. Which is yeah. a, a yeah, it's a cool name for a it's thing. It's a great yeah. But again, like yeah. 
so yeah i'm trying not to get into story stuff but like yeah. basically jesse comes up with the name the hiss and everyone else she meets in the bureau are like oh the hiss that's a good name for it we'll call it the hiss it's like what the fuck have you been calling it up till now like because you knew this was happening so wait so she made up the name yeah she says oh, like okay because like the first time you encounter them like she describes it as like when they're being present having this like just constant white noise in the back of your head that will just not go away and she says they're like the, they're like a hiss um and the first time you meet somebody another human in the the fpc you're like yeah it's like the hiss are everywhere it's like oh is that what we're calling them oh cool okay like the, that's weird the okay, big sure. part of the narrative in this is like all of the characters all of the normal like human characters like feel like they've never left this building so like when we when I showed you some of the gameplay that when when we're recording yeah. stuff or trying to record stuff like you said like what time periods this set in because like a lot of the characters like the the FBC people like it looks like kind of what like late sixties almost like yeah early it's, 70s. Like a, it's like a yeah it's getting to that yeah I would say like late sixties early seventies sort of thing the sort of thing where people had like wallpaper with like yellow and white and yeah but triangles but, on it and- but Jesse walks in and she like she. Yeah, she looks like it could be 2019, right? Like, you don't see a lot outside the building. So it feels like these people have been here and never left. Like, it feels like they eat, sleep, and work here. Um, which has never really gone into, but that definitely is the feeling of, like, you've forgotten how the outside world works. Like, you've been here for so long um, that you just don't... It doesn't... The outside world has no effect on you anymore. Yeah, because um, she, goes, she goes in. And, like, there's a shot in the very beginning of the game where it's, like, a pan into the bureau of control yes and it doesn't it doesn't look particularly like yeah it's like like modern modern. it's like modern cars on a street yeah but then you get in and everybody's wearing the weird jumpsuits and it's all yeah all the all the videos all on tape and like it's a straight it is like it's been locked in time like it is yeah which they haven't i mean like i said i'm like 12 hours in and i feel like i'm coming up on the end of the the like kind of mainline story and they haven't really talked about that bit of it but it's not a log it's not a huge logical leap based on everything i've seen so far to be like yeah maybe when you go in you just don't come out like maybe that's yeah, just how that this would make thing total works. sense yeah. except that they do talk about like they do talk about agents going out on like operations to recover items so they do i was gonna say because they have to they have to go and pack up these yes yeah, so some of them so some of them so. some of them do leave to do something but it feels like they don't like it doesn't feel like they clock out at five o'clock and go home like it definitely feels like this is the whole this is their lives in here yeah um, and also like no natural sunlight like no clocks nothing it's like this is your this is where everything happens right in this building um and yeah it does it it yeah like there's a oh god i can't wait till game of the year because there's like two specific sections i really really want to talk yeah. about um that are that are kind of like the, the use the fact that like they let you fill in the gaps in this fantastic really really cool narrative way so there's all like the kind of official report stuff in there about like the operations and research and specific items and all that kind of stuff. And then there's, like, another layer of, like, text log stuff of just, like, fucking internal internal bureaucracy of just, like, Jeff stops stealing like my in, sandwiches from yeah. the fridge. Like, that level of stuff. Corporate, corporate infighting. Yeah. Totally. Which, again, if you've never, if you never leave the building, I assume gets pretty bad, right? Where you're, like, 
there's the, that's, I mean, yeah that's kind of, that's kind of probably how you would spend a lot of your time exactly that, if you've never left the building and, and also like there's a there's a series of them that are just a bunch of people who have applied to be like who feel like they've now been exposed to whatever the objects are and now have powers when you're like oh i, I there was one that was like I was convinced that it was going to rain at some point, and then it rained. I think I can tell the future in weather. And you're just like, no, you've just like you've just been here too long. Like, you no, know, you just got lucky. Like, there's all that level of stuff. And it's one of my favorite things is like bureaucracy forced upon stuff that really doesn't observe bureaucracy. Yeah, like all these fucking weird events and objects when you're still trying to for like file form sixty four B. Like, is why I like a lot of um like. Pratchett stuff, especially in Ankh Morpork, where there's like, oh yeah, like they have guilds for like the wizards, and like there's all of this, like the Assassin's Guild has all this weird internal paperwork and all this kind of stuff. Like it's yeah, one of my it's favorite all things. Yeah, 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 it's brilliant. Um, so there's all that kind of stuff, and then there's like the um, the the visual side of it, which is just like this game is on, like it's the best looking thing I've played this year probably and should probably also clarify mm. that like i bought like a 2070 super rtx 2070 super like which came with this game but like i bought that card for this game and for um cyberpunk next cyberpunk. year <laughs> so like and this game is very heavily like they they have partnered with nvidia and like it's on all the rtx marketing and like look how fucking good this game looks with rtx and it's such a weird thing because the ray tracing stuff is i was gonna say so i i, I need to clarify that because yeah. I, i've seen this around a lot is the rtx stuff is literally just ray tracing right it's, it's all of the it's the hardware else. it's the hardware based ray tracing in those carts yeah, right okay. basically sure um and it's weird where it's like so this is like the next big step in rendering right this is a big fucking deal that yeah. is a yeah, thing yeah. that's only been able to be done pre-rendered before and now they're theoretically doing it in real time right it's a big jump but it's not like <clears throat> It's not like the jump where they moved from, where like uh, programmable pixel shaders were a thing, right? Where suddenly you can do effects and stuff that you couldn't do before. And it's like, everyone doubles down and is like, here's these wild fucking like particle effects and shit that we can now do. And it's like, it's very visible when you see like, this is it on, this is it off. Retracing by the nature of the technology is so much more subtle where like, you only notice it in weird situations. So like reflections, for instance, right? Like, Games have got so good at do, like faking reflections yeah. that it takes a while for you to notice when the actual reflections are there. So like reflections, when they're actually, when they're actually doing it correctly. Yeah. Is so the... you look at like reflective surf, like um, like puddles, for instance, are a classic one, right? Where like the bar appeared, to, the bar before of like how good is your PC is like is the is the player reflected in puddles or is it just the environment, right? Like that's always been the right. thing because that takes yeah. a, that takes an additional chunk of rendering to like put a camera behind it and render that out in real time and all this kind of stuff. With ray tracing, like, if your hardware can handle ray tracing, like, you get a lot of that for kind of free, right? Where it's not just puddles, it's fucking anything reflective. So there's a moment where I'm standing in a room and, like, the window next to me is reflecting me back, but also I can see through the window, which which is an interesting, like, which is a technique, which is a thing that's not been possible before like having two layers of like it's transparent but it has enough oh, reflection sure. in there and yeah. like there's like a really chromed um like just trash can that's also like real time reflecting me in it like something that is so small you would fake normally like yeah. they just get for free because it's ray tracing right 
um like reflections are the big one um that you really really notice and then a lot of the lighting stuff is pretty good like the lighting in this game generally is is spectacular and it uses it in really kind of bold color colorful ways yeah. but the idea of like oh no there's a giant yellow light at the end of this room the light is reflect the light is coloring the rest of the room correctly and like bouncing off walls and stuff like that like you see it when you're looking for it but I definitely like. I definitely did sat in a room sometimes and like switched it on and off <laughs> to see you what sort it was of doing. Look at all the reflective stuff. Kind of because I was I was seeing like so even with a twenty seventy super like I still get like it's generally like locked at sixty but it will still drop and I'm running like ten eighty p and it will yeah. still drop frames like occasionally when there's a lot of shit happening so it's not like a so it is it's and then so then I switched all the RTX stuff off. I was just like locked, sixty, like completely smooth, never yeah. everything. So it is as a thing that does take a lot of power yes. to be able to. And they do do like the the options in the menu, like you switch off individual parts of it. So like you can switch off like the global illumination stuff, which saves you a bunch of things, with not really that much um, visual yeah. difference. But the reflections obviously you, are a big part of it, and you, you get very customizable with it. But it just like there. So on top of like the tech stuff, like just the design of this world is just spectacular like where yeah it's a even the, the, the small the small amount that you showed me was something else where was mm. that quarry that had space in the ceiling and stuff right. like it was so like it's still a the game is still set in a office building right like it's concrete yeah. and it's concrete and chrome it's like a luminescent lighting uh, sorry fluorescent lighting it's like desks and chairs and filing cabinets and all that kind yeah. of stuff but because it's got such a mundane base layer, anything mm. they put on top of that just becomes so much more incredible. So like they're like they will do the Alan Wake thing of like they will just warp rooms in ways that it feels like they shouldn't be able to warp rooms and you can still like run across them. Um Yeah, it's that I was gonna say non Euclidean geometry, but that's kind not of, right. So the, it's the are, kind of weird like bending of uh architecture. Kind of, yeah, but it is. Uh, there definitely is moments of like, so like, so the opening section of the game, right, where you walk into the lobby of this building, which just looks like a federal building, like a government building, and you kind of go upstairs and you go around, and there's like, like fishbowl style offices, and you walk around and you meet somebody, and then I was like, okay, and the guy says, oh, go back to the elevator, and that'll take you to the next bit, and I walked rather than continuing on, I walked backwards. And the room had changed. Like, there was no way for me to get back to the room I started in. So they are definitely fucking with the world in places, but also because of the nature... And there, and the other thing they do is there are narrative reasons for this. Like, it is actually explained. And there are, yeah. definite, there are definite sections where, like... Like, level design is incredibly diff- difficult in, like, real-world scenarios, right? Where if you have a building that looks like a building... You have to observe, like you have to observe the rules of like normal space, right? Yeah. Where like you cannot normally, like it, depending on the architecture, like players don't really recognize when like something internally is bigger than it is on the looks on the outside. Like you can yeah. usually just fudge that and do it, but because they have license to just go fuck all these rules, like they are just like lower levels that go back up on top of things and it they just fucking warp rooms and remove bits and it's such it's yeah it it lets them be really out there with some of the level design Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, it's just a spectacular game. And like, also, I have to add a thing which hasn't really been talked about. The VO and animation of the main characters, or of the characters that talk, is yeah. really good. Like, I cannot oversell how good Jesse is as a character. It's like, hard. When I saw when I saw the stuff that um when I looked at it in the video, the thing that sold me on it a lot was like the eyes. Yes. That sold like her the subtle movements of her eyes and the way it darts around and stuff like that really sells it as a So part a lot uh, part of the conversations that happen is there's or, or part of the kind of narrative way they tell the story in the game is there's a lot of internal monologue with Jesse. And yeah. there will there's a lot of really cool moments where like you'll be having a conversation with another character and the camera will cut to her eyes, which is the sign that like this is an internal monologue. And like you can hear the other character talking in the background, which quite clearly says that Jesse is just not paying attention anymore and is just yeah. like on some other thing right now. Um and yeah, like the close ups on her while the internal monologue stuff is happening is really good. Um and a lot of the reactions to her going, This is fucking weird, but alright, let's let's actually yeah. go, let's go for this. Um yeah, I really like her as a character and it really feels like I mean, I don't. I was at this point don't know how the game ends, but I would be confident in saying like they could do a lot with this as a setting. Like there could be like Alan Wake style like story DLCs for this that could do a lot of really interesting stuff because they've set up this world and this building in this way. Yeah. They have a lot of um, leeway to go. And yeah, there's just like <clears throat> I'd also recommend people do the side stuff. Like even if you're not a huge fan of 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 like not like straying off of the main line like you can come around it feels like from what i've heard people can say you can come around and do the side stuff after you're done but like the side stuff has really cool bits of story in it as well as actual like straight up powers that you might miss like stuff that's not oh marked. sure from doing all the side stuff yeah. yeah like there's stuff marked as like not pr- not uh not primary mission stuff that have straight up like upgrades and powers and stuff like that and just like Oh god, yeah, the game of the year is going to be really interesting. There's a couple of fantastic moments um, that, I, that I really want to talk about. Um, and a lot of... is reinvig- it, it really feel, felt like... Um, what's the word for, like, the, the cliche thing of, like, that Fallout did a lot, which was, like, here's a dead body in this room, and that tells a story. Um, oh, non... non-didactic storytelling, is that right? No, that's not right. I can't remember what it's called, but the, there, was called. Always, there was always the thing that like the the Bethesda games did really well. In world, in world storytelling, kind of immersive storytelling, where like you walk into a room and like oh the arrangement of all this stuff tells its own story without us having to explicitly tell you a story. Like mm-hmm. it, that became very cliche like a couple of years ago back, um, where you're like oh look like there's a dead body in a toilet was always the one where you're like how did this happen and it like. You can tell some story without a lot of effort. This is kind of done. That this does that, but does it in such a great way that um, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel yeah. Like it feels like they really thought about it. So like the a, second, a light a light hand is the totally yeah. They have very light hand, and it like it's there if you want to see it, and if you don't see it, that's fine. But you can really go down a path and be like, why the fuck is this thing here in this particular room with all these cameras pointed at it, and like. What does this thing on the wall? How does that reflect on this thing? And yeah, they, they, they yeah. do they do a really good job of that. And also, like the final thing I'll say, the there's a good amount of FMV in this game, which is mm, no yeah. longer like a 
because Alan Wake had that had it as well, right? Like the traditional remedy thing of like there is just a straight up TV show, like a Twin Peaks style TV show that plays on TVs and stuff like that. Like there still is that, but they've kind of blown it out into into new and interesting ways, right? Where there are a series of videos done by the head researcher in the building talking about like here's all these all these proper nouns we've told you, like here's what we know about them, and he does the the guy is playing it. Uh, darling is really he's really good like he's a really good like and like there's a there's an arc that happens through those videos and you kind of see him change and they just deliver it in such this really great like kind of like it starts as like this kind of like 70s school infomercial style like, yeah with yeah. like standing cards and like big thing this is service weapon and all this kind of stuff um and then he goes on his own journey through that thing um but also they've integrated fmv into the game like actual game in a really good way where it's not just on screens so like the previous director has you can be very careful my words here you 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 have a line you have a you can talk to the previous director or the previous director can talk to you in yes for story reasons and the way they do it is really really good where you'll go into like a specific area that's important and like they will layer the FMV like in world with depth. It's kind of very hard to describe until you see it. But like it's not just like filtered in front of your vision. Like it has physical presence in the world, and it gives you like the keywords from this conversation with the director, and then it unlocks it in your collectible thing where you can actually just straight up watch the video, and it gives goes yeah. into all those details. Like they, and then they, like last night, one of the missions I was playing like uses FMV as part of the gameplay to be like, yeah, it uses yeah they, it. Do, they do they do a lot of like using FMV like in the background of a shot so that it's like what's the word it's like faded in over it so that it looks but it also it reacts to camera it reacts to camera movement as well like if you look away from it like it's it's like it has physical presence in the world it's really really cool and like so the obvious one is like the there's stuff that um indicates um a place you should go next which is an fmv video or it's a pre-rendered video like it's not in world so like that becomes like an objective marker that you can see through walls but it's FMV. It's it's very cool. Right. So they they've taken okay. their technology and really done the next logical step with it, um, and it's all super well acted and voiced, and it's fucking weird. Some like some of it is just bizarre, um, and even like the lit straight up audio logs are pretty well done. Um, there's a great audio log of like a research, like somebody researching a thing they think is an object of power, and it's just like. It's just the it's the the, the researcher just going okay, now applying heat and you just hear no reaction from object. Now applying liquids from pH one to twelve to the object, you just hear dumping like water yeah. on this thing. It's like no no reaction. We're starting to think whether this is actually an object of power, and then you come across it later and you see what it is. It's like oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's it's, it's really just an good. object, and it's, it's not... it is like it is straight up funny at points, and not. Yeah, it was always kind of weird where Alan Wake flicked between like being kind of Twin Peaks self serious while also being just yeah. like batshit insane. Like Control definitely takes itself. It's weird, right? Like, all of the characters take it all very seriously, but it doesn't seem like yeah. the world takes it seriously. 
like there's a lot like a lot of the 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 surrounding stuff of like this is fucking this is weird you should not be okay with the things that are happening here and all the characters are just like yeah of course you do the thing with the thing and that's yeah totally yeah, yeah of course yeah. like why else would that happen um it's it's excellent it is really really good and like as a huge fan of alan wake like it is just the natural extension of the stuff that they've done before um it's yeah it's ah uh, it's up there as like one of the, the best things i've played this year for sure yeah it is yeah, excellent yeah. it's very very good um and yeah game of the year is gonna be super interesting where there's like there's like two or three moments where i'm like i just want to lay out how all of this happened and exactly how i reacted to it and how sure. fucking wild it was um yeah it's great so that's control um i should also like buyer's warning like a lot of the reports and i obviously i'm playing this only on pc but a lot of the things i've heard from people around the internet is that the base level ps4 version is kind of like super bad performing yeah um, pro it. seems fine xbox one is fine the x is the best way to play that game that's not on a pc right now um and it definitely seems like they have enough configurable stuff on the pc version where you can turn it down pretty well and it will still like it's not good it's it's it uses a lot of resources right but you can definitely turn it down and it still works pretty well so um yeah if you've only got base ps4 maybe wait for some patches or yeah wait to wait and see if they can up the performance because it doesn't yeah. sound very good right now yeah it sounds it sounds bad but yeah yeah so that's, that's control um i understand you've been playing your own weird yeah weirdness. i think that was that was quite a lot all at once so i think we should probably take a break and then oh yeah come back sure and... i mean we only really have the two games to talk about right now yeah um so let's take a break um and yeah i believe you have something for yeah. us. so the yeah so the game that i've been playing that isn't the wacky shit that i've been playing before uh i got back into warframe what uh, did you huh yeah because like there's not really any point in doing anything in Destiny right now. Right. It's like, it's kind of pointless until Shadow Keep comes out. So I'm trying to fill that hole with something. And Warframe is basically like that. Um, sure. It's, it's, still, it's still really good. Like, Destiny is a really, really good uh, uh, Warframe is a really, really good game. It is. Enjoying that one. Um, so I'm going to do the main theme uh, from Warframe. Because Warframe has a soundtrack that is largely made up of like quite a lot of like weird electronic ambient music. Sure. Which yeah. is pretty good. Uh, so I'm gonna do the main theme, which is called This uh This Is What You Are. Okay. The song. Cool. Um check the post for links where you can buy that, and we'll be back with some more games after this. Warframe soundtrack is basically just the Warframe main theme. Uh, if you are like me and you're kind of just sitting idling, waiting for the Destiny expansion to come out, then Warframe is a good option. You should try it. It's a yep. pretty fun game. Speaking of, uh, we should play, play some Division Two again at some point. Finish off that. 
Should we? All the stuff I've been hearing about that thing isn't very good. But I just I had a real hankering to play Division Two. So sure, we'll see. Um, yeah. So the game I've actually been spending time playing is uh, Astral Chain, um, which is the new platinum game for the Switch and only the Switch. Um, And Astral Chain is fucking weird. It's um, so it's a character action game, as you'd expect from Platinum. Yeah. But it is a character action game where you control two characters at once, and then it's not always a character action game. Sometimes it's like a weird detective police simulator, and it's also just an anime the entire time. It's a really strange thing. So what this game... So it's you play as one of the Howard twins where... You don't you your character doesn't get a name, but your twin, either brother or sister, depending on which gender you pick, does. So like I picked a man, so my twin sister is called Akira. Okay. But I don't I don't get a name, everybody just calls me Howard. Uh, oh right, of course. Yep. But okay. Akira gets a name because you get to type the name of your main characters, of course they can't make you say it. Right. Um so you're one of the Howard twins who are police officers in the last bastion of human existence called the ark which is essentially like a big man-made island oh Uh, yeah okay because because the world has been ravaged by these things called gates which Mm -hmm. are gateways to parallel plane of existence called the astral plane that wait really thing yeah the astral plane is because that's literally like the exact thing same thing is named the same in control just so you know it's called the astral plane it's also a thing in D. &D. it's also a thing in a bunch of things called the astral plane fair enough um that come that are there's a realm where these aliens called chimera live which are like horrible monstrosities that basically come through and have been killing humanity uh so humans have made the arc that uh was supposed to keep them safe but now the camera found the ark, so there are gates opening on the ark. So you and your sister are police officers, or you start the game as police officers that uh, eventually get drafted into a specific specialist branch of the police called Neuron, which right. are the, the the task force tasked with defeating the Chimeras. They have access to the only weapon that humanity has against the Chimera, which are called the Legion which are, there are, again, you were talking in control about a lot of things having proper names. There are yeah. a lot of proper names in Astral sure. but, um, but that's an RPG, so you would expect that? Like, Yeah, it's a Japanese RPG at that. Yeah, exactly. So kind of a lot of that. Yeah, so yeah, you have the Legion, which are essentially like Chimera that they have chained and restrained into being servants to humanity, kind of. Sure. It's a, they like take these wild beasts and like do a bunch of weird signs to them and strap police armor on them and suddenly they're docile. And oh, wait, they actually control. put like police armor on like names yeah like, there's like oh, big, wow. big armor plates on their arms and chests and stuff that say police wow on okay like, sure i'll bet you um, getting that one was fun uh, yeah and um those those legions get linked to a user by wave of like brain waves and sync matching and all this sort of thing <laughs> sure uh oh it's evangelion uh, right got you yeah basically kind of is kind of like evangelion <laughs> okay um and they link they link to the user uh, via this thing called a legatus, which is like a a big pack that they wear that's supposed to hold the legion. <laughs> I was but also 
that also chains them to the with physical like chains like big blue astral chains is what they're called i did not yeah. expect us to get through fucking anime bingo this quickly but you just mentioned something with like a latin sounding so, name so yeah it, ridic- it, is, it is a ridiculously anime game like okay. it has its own like anime style opening like it has opening music it has like the characters all go into freeze frame and it says the characters' names with the voice great. actor under yep. them. It's good, good. I'm great. Like, I've, I've got it open. I'm going to send it to you. But it is, uh, is a fantastic opening to a game. And it happens, like, 45 minutes in. It's great. Anyway. Oh, it's got a late so title the, card and everything. Great. Yeah, late okay. title card. Um, so the legions get linked by the legatus to the users. Uh, and, of course, because you're the anime protagonist, you are the only neuron member that has complete syncing to their legion so you're extra special in use of your legion where sure. you basically it basically becomes like part of your body and you can use it like an appendage. Um and yeah, so you basically the entire game revolves around you very early on in the game, all the other neuron members all get their legions like broken and they get released back into the astral plane. Oh, okay. So you being the super special man have to go and wrangle them all back in. So it basically leads to you being able to like have multiple legions all at once. Because otherwise is... the Chimera are going to take over because you don't have a way of stopping them? Yeah, pretty okay, much. It's sure. like they spend a lot of the... After all the Legions get released, they spend a lot of time going, oh, we're so fucked because we only have one Legion. Like, what the hell are we going to do? Sure. So they basically, like, you've, you've been on the job, like, half a day, and then the, the head of Neuron comes to you and say, we're restructuring this whole thing around you. And <laughs> okay. You say, you're like, I only just got this, and suddenly I'm the, the top dot. But anyway, yeah, you're an anime protagonist, so of course that happens. Yep. Um, and the, the Legion thing links into both the police half of the game and the character action half of the game, where when you, you turn up at a place because people are saying, hey, shit is getting fucked up, you need to go see what this is. So you go and you spend a lot of time sort of like wandering around talking to people and like gathering evidence and like actually doing police work. Like you have a um like an AR thing called Iris, which is essentially like Batman Detective Vision, so sure. you like highlight stuff. But you like go around and talk to people and they will say things like, Oh, I don't know what happened. It seemed like this person, like the wall turned red and they were grabbed by a giant hand and then they disappeared, and your guy goes, Okay, and he takes note of that. <laughs> and then you gather evidence essentially of like right. big words of evidence and then it's kind of it's kind of cool it's a, it's a, it's an interesting idea instead of it just being like balls out action all the time it is kind of like this slow police the, procedural for a little the, bit is the detective stuff like difficult's the wrong word but like art like because there's a similar thing in uh, Judgment as well where it's like yeah. yes you have to collect evidence from the scene and, and put all this together but it's like find all the evidence and then the story moves on like you don't have to make any judgment uh, you don't oh, yeah, have to make no, any so like yeah that's what i was gonna say was that so you spend a lot of time like you do a bunch of like side quests and stuff that are like dismantling bombs and stuff like that like actual police work where you like go and do stuff to help society yeah but then it leads into you continuing the story and you get to a point where you have this like meeting with the rest of the police going like okay what evidence have we gathered what can we determine from this but it always just leads into them just saying, yep, it's a fucking chimera. Like, it's not... There's no nuance in it. It's always a big chimera. But Congratulations, you solved the case. Yeah. So, like, the, fir- the first scene that you turn up on, there's, like, a, there's like a destroyed, like, motorway bridge and, like, people scattered around. And, like, so you go and you gather all the evidence and the, the big primary bit of evidence that you find is this big, like, 
red handprint in the ground, like right. a big like kaiju style handprint in the ground. And you go and talk to people and you figure everything out and then you go talk to your superior and they're like, yeah, this sounds like a chimera. And I'm like, no shit, there's a giant <laughs> fucking handprint in the ground. And then you go and find it and it's a giant fucking gorilla. And you're nice. like, oh, okay, sure, this makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, you do a whole bunch of that and then you end up finding a, the gate, the way that the chimera is getting through. You also find a bunch of like smaller gates around that you can just go in and close. Right. Um, and when you go through a gate, you end up in the astral plane that jumps from, like... It's a really cool-looking game. There's a lot of, like... It's a very light, cel-shaded game, but it's still, like, Japanese nightlife thing, so it's all neon lights and, like, sure. big high-rises and stuff. How... Cause this, it, this is one of the things I was interested... Or I was originally interested in it, is that they themselves described it as, like, cyberpunky. Is it just, like, future? Is it more sci-fi than it's cyberpunk? It's more sci-fi than it is cyberpunk. Right, it's okay. not about, like, big... Cor- and, like, well... Kind of, there's some story stuff that is like hidden corporation stuff, but it's not. But is there like cyberpunk? The, is there like the body mod stuff and like? No, there's not. No. Okay, it's, it's more sci-fi than that. Your, okay. your guy, the only body mod thing you have is your legatus that holds your legion in. Right, and I really like I really like that because it has like a weird uh, Power Rangers morphing time style transformation. Oh, sequence. great, awesome, and it's it's awesome. It's really okay. cool whenever good, he does good. it. Yep. Um, and yeah, so you jump into the astral plane, which jumps into like this weird sort of like digital verse it's all red and like hexagons and weird abstract shapes everywhere oh yeah anime that, computer yes got you. yeah anime computer that you can go and fight a bunch of bad guys but you also have to deal with like problem solving with your legion because every legion is different and has its own unique ability so the two the two that i have now are the sword legion and the uh, arrow legion mm-hmm. so like the sword legion has a special ability that is essentially the fuck what was it called what was the 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 slash thing from revengeance the i can't remember oh. the word they used was it zandatsu not zandatsu Zai was that ba- right? no Zai. no uh, i can't remember what it yeah, was i know what you mean but like yes. the, the guided cutting thing yep. from metal gear revengeance it has that as an ability but because he's a legion and is in touch with the astral plane he can use that as like a way of like severing data connections sure. and like because that's a way, like the way you defuse a bomb, because it's a bomb linked to a bunch of Wi-Fi hotspots. Is you, sure. Yep. Yeah, it's fucked up. And you use the Sword Legion to like cut the connection to the Wi-Fi hotspots in specific ways to stop the bomb blowing up. It's a strange sort of puzzle thing. Right. There's a lot of like puzzle platforming in this as well, which is a strange huh. thing you'd expect from a character action game. So a lot what? of the platforming is to. Yeah. So how is. How is this game struck? Like, is there like a mission log that you go and do, or is it? Yeah, like... so you 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 get the the big mission at the start, which is, hey, this area has been fucked up. We suspect it's a chimera. Go and find out what's up. So you go there, and then there's a whole bunch of side stuff in that area. So it's right. kind of open world, but so, the open world is kind of restricted to these zones of the city of the arc. So, it's... and can you go back to those zones after you're done? Like, the stuff open up. I'm those... not. I've not been able to yet, but there is a bunch of like Metroidvania stuff of like you need this specific legion to do this thing, right? And I don't know if it is like you can then go back or if it is for like a new game plus thing or right. what. But, but it's not. But it's not the case of like there's like a hub world and you just choose where to go. Like it's like it's this area, no. then it's this area, then it's this area. It is you're going to this area to deal with it, and then the next chapter gotcha. you'll go to a different area, and or okay. maybe you'll go back. I don't know. Okay. Um. So yeah, you you. Go to the astral plane. You typically like are there to like save someone or find something, and then you you bug out the astral plane, and then it solves the area, and then you go back and you do it again. 
that's okay. kind of the general loop of the the game. the The actual combat is the interesting part, where in combat you're controlling yourself and you're also controlling your legion at once, mm-hmm. which is if you're not used to playing character action games, even for if you do play character action games, it's kind of a daunting idea of like having to worry about both you and a separate person at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because this is where um, Devil May Cry Five did this when you're playing as V. Where you I was going to say, is this kind of is yourself, it... but also your shadows at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, Astro Chain does it in a easier to understand way. Where so on the the Switch controller, all of your stuff, like you controlling your character is dealt with by the right-hand bumper and trigger. So you have your... Right. So your right trigger is your attacks, and your right bumper is to, like, cancel stuff. So it's like, it starts off pretty basic, but you eventually, as you upgrade your weapons and armor and stuff, you get combos that you can do with your weapons. So you have a a thing called the X-Baton, which is... uh, (laughs) Good name. Yeah. Which is like a it's, a, it's a riot stick that can transform also into a gun and then into a sword. And then I assume it can also transform into other stuff later in the game. Okay. But so you can, your combos come from that, where it's just you're hitting the right trigger. But as you upgrade, you also have like timing. So you can do like hit, hit, hold it or hit, hit, wait, hit it again. Mm-hmm. Your usual character action combo stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you can also like swap weapons in between combos to do different things. So it gets kind of complicated as you go down, but not overly complicated. Sure. Your left hand or the left trigger and the left bumper control your legion. Where if you hold down the left trigger, your movement stick becomes you moving the legion instead of yourself. Right, uh, and it also then becomes your your face buttons also control the abilities of your legion. If you right. tap the left button, it just sends your legion out, and it'll automatically attack whatever it is in front of it. Most of the time, your legion just hits whatever is closest to. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about it too much. If you want to fine-tune it, you can by holding it and making it move. But most of the time, you don't have to worry about it. Where it gets interesting is you can do things like... Uh, there is a move called a chain bind, which is uh, you basically like take the chain between you and your legion and run a circle around the enemy. Okay. And it binds them to the ground and stuns them for a bit. Sure. Which lets you then be able to like position round to do like a backstab, which does more damage. So do you have to do you have to physically like run round the enemy? Yeah. To so you you have to you have to control your legion and draw a circle around the enemy to gotcha, cause this gotcha. bind to happen. Uh you can also do things like when the enemies charge at you, you can create a chain between you and the legion in the area that they're charging, and you'll like catch them and slingshot them backwards to like gotcha. stun them. Um, so it becomes they build on the idea of you controlling these two more and more as it goes on. So like you can do, you can do what's called a chain jump, which is your legion pulls you towards it. But at the same time, you can also attack while chain jumping. Gotcha. So it becomes this like combo extender where you can knock people back and chain jump and attack after them and stuff. So instead of you like in a Devil May Cry style game where it's all you and you just have a bunch of like guns and swords that you can sit and swap between. It becomes more about you as a person have this limited skill set and your legion have this limited skill set. Mm-hmm. But when you combine the two and you work together and position right, it becomes this, your traditional sort of character action game where you're like jumping to your legion and then doing a combo and then doing a slide and then jumping back to your legion and having him do the ability or whatever. And so you, it builds on combos pretty quickly and it gets to the point where you could do the game has like 
dodging. It has perfect dodging, but if you do it at the right time, you get follow-up attacks. Right. It has parrying. It has perfect parrying. It has all the stuff that you'd expect in a character action game, but you have to worry about it from the perspective of these two characters. So, so how, is, how necessary does directly controlling your Legion feel like... Does it get to the point where you, like you're not going to finish combat unless you really master this? So no, 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 you can you can totally just do like if you just tap the left button and send them out and they attack the closest thing to them, you can totally get by in combo with that and mm-hmm. combat with that because they'll just sit and hit stuff and sure. it's just free damage and you can worry about like positioning yourself or doing whatever it is you need to do. But it's more is a hundred percent more beneficial for you to be cognizant of what your legion is doing and how you're positioning your stuff and like. Is this an occasion where I could maybe like get in a bind to like stop someone or a right. bind to then get in more damage or whatever it may be? So it is you can totally just leave it and not worry about it, but it is better if you are aware and sure. you can position your legion correctly and stuff. Like if you can the sword legion has like a an ability where he just summons a bunch of blades that dance around them. So if you know what you're doing and you can like stun an enemy and activate that ability and have the legion stand behind them that's a ton of backstabs all at once for like a lot of damage mm. but that takes a lot of you maneuvering stuff and getting into the right position sure um so it becomes less about you worrying i'm gonna get like in a devil may cry style game where it is like how long can i keep this combo going and how much can i like reset stuff and change my weapons it oh, becomes so more it, about does it actually positioning. Does, does it do the may cry thing of like CBAS rank. So like, this is for combat. It, the, it, so it has uh, multiple difficulty levels. Okay. It has like a beginner difficulty level where it basically does combat for you. Mm-hmm. There's a level up from that where it is normal combat, but the enemies are more forgiving. And then if you go one stage above that, because there's like two difficulties, I think above that, which is like hard and then like platinum level, it then starts ranking you on. So if you want to play it on normal, you won't get given a rank. It'll just be like, cool, you did it. But if you go hard or harder than hard, mm-hmm. it'll then start giving you A, B, C, D. Right, okay. Rankings for combat. Sure. So if you're one of the people that decided that you didn't like the ranking stuff in Devil May Cry, this doesn't, doesn't have that there. if you don't want okay. to see it. Yeah. So the one thing I haven't heard you say yet is if you're actually enjoying it. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Like the, okay. the, the, the combat is really entertaining. Um, it's, it's really different. Like it is... It's still a character action game, but it's still because of this this two character thing. It feels like it's trying to do something different with the genre, which is always cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the I think it looks really cool. Like I said, it has this like really basic sort of cel shaded style, but everything has a an anime tint to it. Sure. I made my car- I made my character the most protagonist. He has like big spiky hair, Sweet. and it's what you can do. There's a lot of customization you could put in. You could put different clothes on them in different colors. Yeah. Um, it's the the things that it, it the story is really predictable, right? Like super predictable. Like if I tell you that the only reason that you get into Neuron is because your dad is the captain of Neuron. Oh sure, yeah, okay. You can you can guess what happens. Yep. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Beat for beat, you can expect what happens, um, and you'll be right. Like a hundred percent, you'll be right. Um, so yeah, the story is nothing to write home about. It is like they, they they've just revealed that like oh one of the 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 bad guys. Is working on the inside, and you're like, oh no, oh, no, okay, yeah, sure. Um, okay. It's an anime story. Got you. The side, the side story stuff is actually kind of good. It is like well written and pretty funny and clever in okay. points where you discover that your dad has been like hoarding cats, 
And <laughs> okay. because like the the world exists in a state of like because these gates exist, there's a state called redshift where right. if because of all the, the influence of the astral plane, people basically get infected and by the the constant movement of the planes and stuff like that, and it can turn them into monsters, and that's called redshift. And like it it happens to animals, but they don't get mutated, so they just sort of carry the redshift. It's kind of like the plague where the rats carry right, the plague okay. and stuff. Sure, sure. Um so you aren't allowed to have animals. So but you find cats around and one of the side quests is one of the people at the police station finds this really adorable cat and your sister comes up and is like, you know, we're not allowed animals. I'm going to take this and like takes the cat and walks off. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the, the act, you find her in a room with like a bunch of couches and stuff with like eight cats. Nice. And okay. So there's like a, a bunch of like cool, like my favorite side quest so far is like, there's a, which is going to come up in game of the year. Cause I was killing myself laughing <laughs> with this where it was like, you're, the the police station has like a mascot as like police stations do. Okay. And it's this like this like big cartoon dog suit that someone lives in and like walks around and says, Hey kids, like let's learn about safety. <laughs> it's a fucking McGruff the crime dog. Like pretty much, yeah. Okay. And the side quest is just this dog is showing you around the police station and I was dying with laughter <laughs> at that. It's so funny. It okay. is great. It is, it is it's a sequence where like they they do the joke up front and you're like, that's a really funny joke. I like it. And then you think they're going to kill it by doing it over and over again, but they then twist it in really subtle ways that makes it really funny. Nice. And yeah, and I'm super, I'm going to talk about that at the end of the year. Cause it's really funny. Cool. But yeah, like the, the side quest stuff is really cool and pretty interesting and well-written. It's just the, the main story is kind of boring and right. the characters are kind of, the characters are kind of like cookie cutter and pretty dull, but the, the combat's really fun and I think it looks really cool and it's pretty unique. It's like, it doesn't really play like anything else, which sure. is a, a, a big boon to it, I think. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm going to keep playing it and see how, I've, I've heard it's not terribly long, so I'm going to, okay. I'm going to see what it's like and keep going with it. That's cool. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of it. That's Astral Chain. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I've got is um, I've been continuing to play Wilmot's Warehouse, but there's a video up on the site about that. I'm not really yeah. going to talk about it. It's easier that to game's, see. That game's that, a hell of a thing. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's, it's a thing. Check the website for um, the video of us playing through a bit of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what is coming out in the next couple of weeks? Have, actually, we, have we not got news to talk there's about? There's nothing, no. really. Um, unless you do want I to mean, talk what, about... I was gonna say so we like skipped we skipped a week so I should like I should at least nod check to the international. I was gonna say that's about the only thing I can think of. So yeah, it was it was it was hard to watch because it was in China, so all the timings were off. Right. But uh, I did manage to see the semis and the finals, and it was good. There was a lot of good Dota getting played, and the finals were super entertaining because it was between two teams that are really scrappy, so they really just like fighting. So it was like. 15 minutes into a game and entire teams are diving behind like three towers to get kills and stuff like that so it's super fun and entertaining to watch um and it led with oh god what was the name of the team i can't remember but the people that won last year won again which never really happens in ti right so they're kind of cementing themselves as like the big dogs of dota at this point yeah um but it was it was a cool event Super fun, really entertaining. Was it was it the thing? That, the thing I was seeing people talk about was um, the team that won, or one of the teams that won, is like 
they're the, it's the first time in a long time where the te- like the entire five person team is the same as it was the previous year. Yeah, because there's normally like a bunch of character, not character, like uh, roster changes and stuff yeah. like that. Because that's how esports work. And this one wasn't. It's just everybody stays the same. Those guys work together really well, and they like working together well. So they just stuck with it and they cool. didn't do anything, and it worked. So good, really cool stuff. And what thirteen um, million prize pool? 13, 13 and a half million. I think, thirteen. Is what okay. That's, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Holy a lot shit! Of money. Um. Actually, no. You know, wait. More than that. It was. It was like sixteen and a half million because it was over thirty million for the pool, so it must have been over fifteen million. Oh, okay, sure. It was a lot, a lot of money. Um, I'm actually the one bit of news we probably should talk about then is the the Nintendo Direct because we alluded yeah. to it at the start, but I I forgot to actually write down the or take note of the um some of the news stories so I can just read through it. Um, yeah. Well, there was the, the Daily Daily Premonition two, which we already talked about. Yep. Uh, uh, bunch of stuff. The um, like I don't give a shit about Smash, but the the Terry Bogart reveal I thought was very oh, good. God. Yeah, I I popped off so hard for that thing. It was so <laughs> great because it was like the way they did it was like the the usual like um, the first thing they did was they flashed up a Neo Geo logo, so everybody was like, "What the fuck?" And then it was the the like weird sixteen bit um, envelope with the Smash insignia on it. And then it just sort of like flew by a bunch of like uh, King of Fighters characters all at once, and they were all trying to grab it, like, like literally best... just teasing all these characters that people knew. Yeah, be the like... best one, the best one being that the envelope flew up the tower, and Geese Howard was standing at the top, and he went to grab it, and then fell off the tower. Yep. Um, Iori did his like soul flame thing and tried to grab it and missed, it, and it was picked up by Terry Bogard because of course it was Terry because that's the face of King of Fighters for a while. Um. And he turned to camera and he did his come on line and he said it in the right way. He said it like he did in the weird Japanese Neo Geo thing and I thought it was great. It but, was that, cool. but that was it. There's no end game stuff, right? That's just no, the next it was, DLC it, it character. Just says, it just says in development, the next guy is Terry Bogart. Uh, they just released Banjo. So Banjo was, came out that day and he's coming yeah. out in November, it looks like. So No, Banjo's out. Banjo is Sorry, out. I meant um, oh, Terry's, Terry's out, out in November. November. Yeah. yeah. Um, he used to do his rising uppercut thing and yeah it'll be great it'll be super cool so what else we got here um snes games hit, yeah. um came to the switch um they didn't bump the price of their online pass which i'm glad they didn't um but SNES i still i still better. refuse to pay for that thing until nintendo well, i'm not paying for it i'm using the works. twitch yeah. i'm using the twitch prime or the oh, amazon right, prime course, thing yeah. um i haven't paid for it yet either so yeah, but yeah, twenty games, um, Link to the Past, Mario Kart, Yoshi's Island, yeah, a bunch of other stuff that you'd expect to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're selling those um, SNES controllers, the wireless SNES controllers, um, online, which for online members only, which is like the official SNES controller for the Switch, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is coming to Switch. Do you know anything yeah. about that fucking game? I know it's the. It's the crossover Fire Emblem Shinigami Tensei game yeah. with J-pop in it, yeah. and, I, I, and like every everything that I've heard about it from the from when it came out in Wii U, is everybody got everybody saying, guys, this is kind of like a sleeper cult hit thing. Like if you like Shin Megami Tensei or Fire Emblem, you should probably play it. And right. I went, oh, 
I should probably play this because I like I, both of those things. Because I saw so, this originally and was like, "Oh, this is that Persona like music game," and like, "No, this no, has got that's, like that's dancing all night." That's, that's dancing the, all night. Dancing, yeah. Because this looks like it has like straight up combat and yeah, it's, stuff. It's it's exactly what it said. It's like a Shin Megami Tensei game with Fire Emblem characters, in oh, it, but there also okay. just happens to be J-pop. Okay. And I I I really want to play it, but right now there are too many video games to play. So yeah, I know. I, I, know. I don't have time to go back and. Well, it's coming out yeah. January 17th for the Switch, so that'll be... You can pick up I thought then. it was out already. Nope. Switch version what? will include... Tokyo Mirage Session? Yeah, January 17th. Oh. Uh, Switch, oh, ver- okay. Switch so version... next year. I thought it said it was out that day. Okay, I sure. don't think so, unless I'm completely I'll misreading this. I'll look yeah, they've just, they've just Yeah, inv- they've just unveiled it early next year. Yeah, January. Okay. Um, new story A- elements, F-E new song. Encore, F-E the... Encore, yeah. Um, yeah, did the Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. Uh, yeah, which like, yeah, that was. There is no, there is no way that they could do a sequel to that game without it being in the past. Yep, because like yep. people, people know York and know how fucking crazy he is when he like touches his head and talks to Zach and stuff. So you can't do that after the end of Deadly Premonition. So you have to do a thing where they go <laughs> back in time to New Orleans and it's York again and he's still fucking crazy. And it's, so there's so yeah, the exciting. trailer said 14 years ago, and I'm assuming that's not from, but it also can't be 14 years before Origins, right? Because that would make York like 12 or something, right? No, York, no, York's like isn't York like late 30s or something like that? It could be like early 20s. It could be like his early days as a detective. Oh, okay, yeah. If it was that, I suppose, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then Deadly, the first game is out on Switch right now. Um, yeah. The Assassin's Creed Herbal Collection, which is Black Flag and Rogue. Um, it's out okay, December sixth. Sure, yeah. Uh, Xenoblade. Black Flag's one of the better ones. So yeah, sure. Uh, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles Definitive Edition, twenty twenty. Um, yeah, it's the the remake of the original Xenoblade Chronicles game, which was which a was Wii crazy. Game? That was a Wii game. Wow. Was, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, You're thinking of Chronicles X was a Wii U game that was the, oh, the, okay. the, mech, the mech game set yes. in the future. That's not. That's the one that people want. Because a bunch of people haven't played it and have heard it's pretty damn good. That was so why I thought this was. I forgot there's another Xenoblade no, this game. No, this is the original Xenoblade's game. But right. Not, Got you. Not Xenoblade 2, because that was already a... Uh, I've got a lot of things to say about Xenoblade sure. Chronicles 2. Um, Overwatch is coming to Switch, um, yep. including gyro controls, which is, of course, what everyone wanted. Uh, Sounds horrible, but yep. okay. Uh, October 15th. No what, if, what, if, what if the gyro controls only apply to Hammond? <laughs> nice. You, you treat it like a super monkey ball game. Um, huh. Yeah, sure. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be into that. Um, there's no word on like crossplay or cross account. I assume maybe cross account because they'll be because you'll have a. There is not a chance in hell that they do crossplay because there is no way a switch can keep up with a play. A That's PC player. why I assume. But whether yeah, you, so whether it, you may, cure... it may be cross account stuff, that would probably yeah. be fine. Because there's um, a reason that they're only doing cross save for Destiny, and it's because those games are different on console, yeah, so it's not exactly. Um, speaking of cross save, Divinity Original Sin Two Definitive Edition available on Switch. Yeah, as of now. that was a that was a great little pickup that they got. Apparently, yeah. that version is really good as well. Sure. So good on them. Like that's that would definitely be one of those games where pickup. if I was traveling, I would pick that up because that seems like a game I no could just sit down. No and... way. What? You would not. You would not play Divinity. The combat of that those games look really interesting. I kind of want to see what it is. But you have a massive aversion to fantasy in all respects i have a massive aversion to fantasy that like behaves like Baldur's gate like i want 
this seems interesting. There's something here potentially. Okay. I don't know. Like I, I would be super happy if you tried it because that game's incredible. But I, I'll hold my reservation <laughs> until you actually play it. Um, so the thing about that is it's cross save between Steam and Switch, which is yeah, interesting. Fucking great. Sure. sure. I'll um, pick up my save that's like 180 hours <laughs> or something like that. That's um, the new game freak game where the Pokemon people um, yep. has a name. It's Looks called... a lot like a Pokemon game. Yep. <laughs> Looks like a pretty straightforward JRPG with some clever battle ideas from the Kotaku yep. article. Um, and the music is partly done by Toby Fox, who's the Undertale guy. Oh, nice. Good for him. Uh, October 16th that'll for that. Be, that'll, that'll be how they got um, Sans Undertale in Switch. In I Smash. assume that's probably true as well. Yep. Yep. Um, Doom 64 for Switch. Sure. That's not, that's not the version of Doom that you want. That's no. not probably not yeah. but it's a so i don't think i've ever seen that game because the trailer had a bunch it's of like guns great. and stuff that i'd never seen yeah and, it's not great from yeah. what i've been told um jedi knight 2 jedi outcast yeah for switch september the, 24th the second kyle katarn game why would you not one. do the first one right like why would you not because that game's fucking really old like have you seen dark forces it's like ridiculously old at well this it's point. not dark force really oh sorry anxious. this is the second jedi knight game not the second jedi was there only one jedi academy game yeah jedi jedi academy is jedi outcast three, three. or jedi okay. outcast two or whatever you okay so it, two yeah. that does make sense then okay it's the, jedi, it's the third jedi knight game but yes they should have done academy because that is the better game but that's wide heard yep yeah um, super- spent a lot of time playing Jedi <laughs> yeah you did um, Super Kirby Clash is a free to play Kirby game um, yep. it doesn't look great but nope. it's free so check it maybe Yep. Um, there's a Luigi's Mansion 3 has a screen park mode which is like a bunch of 2 to 8 player mini games um, they did some more Pokemon stuff curry making and sucking a Pokemon at a teapot sure yep um yeah. the oh yeah that was one thing i meant to, start, I meant to say in astral chain but mm. i just thought of this because it has like a weird uh like clean your legions mode and what like you yeah, your legion yeah like your legion gets like dirty from all the red shift infection and you like you buff it off <laughs> and all right I don't know if it has any in-game benefit, but I still find myself doing it at the end of every mission, and I don't know why, because it's not specifically told me, hey, you fucking need to clean your Legion or else it'll be bad. They just kind of went, yeah, this is a thing you can do, but I still do it. That's um, bizarre. Okay. It's weird. I don't get it, but yeah. Ugh. Sorry, that was in a second. Um, it made me think of that because I was thinking about Pokemon yeah. me, where you were like, rub the face of your Pokemon, but... Um, Trials of Mana, the remake of Second Den- Densetsu 3. Suikoden, yeah. Suikoden, uh, April 24th. Uh, Return of the Oberdin, very good game. It's come to Switch in fall. Yep. Rogue Company, which is a new team shooter from High res who are the... What was... Uh, Tribes bat- people? No, the... Uh, fuck, they did like a hero shooter recently. Um, oh, S- Paladins. Nope. Those guys. Was it that? Realm Royale. They are the tribes people. High res are definitely the tribes ascending people. Oh, okay, but that's not what they're known for. They are Smite. Known f- Smite. No, that's the yeah. That's the moba, the gods moba. Smite. Yes, it was Smite. Was what I was looking. Yeah, for. and paladins. Sorry, you were right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Smite paladins, realm royale, and tribes. Okay. Well, they're doing one for Switch in twenty twenty. 
Cool. Um, Tetris 99 is getting some new modes. Uh, cool, I hear that game's good. So. Do, do, do. And there's a packaged version of that game coming September 6th, which has like Nintendo Online, like free Nintendo Online time, which would be interesting. Okay. Uh, they put out another Damon X Machina demo today, which is the prologue of the game where your save will carry over, um, which is cool. What is that? Damon X Machina, the cel shaded mech game that. Um, Oh yeah, right. Okay, yes, I remember last night. That game comes out next week. Um, and oh Christ, yeah, I know. Four player local co op. Uh, Man, and... the fucking if that game's good, the Switch is really fucking killing it. That's... Right, I really yeah. hope that game's good. I have that demo downloaded. I'm gonna go play it once we're done here. Um, and see, I really liked the the previous demo, the beta thing they did. So sure, I'll play this. Um. And then the last thing was we got a bunch more Animal Crossing stuff, which yeah. sure looks like Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, you can like twirl your little parasol and stuff. It was great. as 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 a resident Animal Crossing editor, what what like uh, obviously you're looks, excited for Animal Crossing, but like is it looks great? It looks just lovely. It looks fantastic. Is it I'm what you want? Excited. I was yeah, it's like that, an Animal Crossing game. But so has Animal Crossing ever had explicitly? Because I haven't played any of them. I don't think. But like, has you it always? <laughs> has have they explicitly had the take a rock and a stick and make an axe thing? Is that a? Uh, no, it's always been you go buy tools. So okay, like so the the crafting stuff is new. Like for yeah, tools, craft, crafting stuff is pretty new. Uh, I, I did quite like though new, that like going into more debt with Tom Nook and getting axes and stuff. Because I was going to say like in the in the little trailer they had where you like you could you you get a, you get a rock and chop down a tree and get a stick and it makes like shitty axe or whatever it was called. It was like yeah. flimsy axe or like whatever it was. And then you just go to Tom Nook and says, "Well, I've got better axe for like two thousand bells if you want to." Yeah, yeah. I can I can do you one better, son. If you just want to add really. Your- it really feel, bottom line. It really feels like Nintendo are on the verge of just doubling down on like like Tom Nook just being a loan shark. Like they've never quite they acknowledged it. Would it would be so great, yeah. It would but be it so definitely great f- if he was just an asshole. So for people who didn't see it, the trailer was like a was essentially like a voiced over ad for the Tom Nook travel company, right? Which is yeah. like and they kept doing this thing is like, and you get your free tent, and you get your Nook phone, and all this kind of stuff. And like, I really hoped at the end of the trailer that it just could be like Tom that was going to kick your door down and be like, "Where's my money from a phone that I gave you? Like, I mean, you don't get I mean, this for free. A, you don't have a phone. You just have a tent. You don't have a door. You just have a tent. It just sure. takes the tent down. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, because the previous Animal Crossing game, like you start and they give you the thing, it's like, oh, and then you just immediately go into negative bells, right? Yeah, you 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 turn up at the town and Tom Nook meets you and is like takes you to the town and then goes, here's your house, and you go in the house and then he comes out and goes, yeah, you owe me like twenty grand or whatever, bye, and walks off, and that's that's it. That's it you. really feels like they should just double down on that. It really feels like they could yeah. just like, but the, the habit having a an Animal Crossing game on the Switch which is like super high res yeah, and everything looks really nice and it's all clean edges and stuff is like completely new the last and game, looks amazing. Because the last game people cared about was GameCube, right? No, the 3DS one, New Leaf is the... Oh, right, New Leaf was 3DS. That's, that's, that's the hotness. That was the good one. So did they never put out a Wii or Wii U Animal Crossing? No. Nope. Really? Well, they put out a Wii one. There was, there was uh, Wii Go to the City, which was all Wii, but that was before New Leaf. New Leaf is the most recent right. one. of course. Okay, There's yes. not been an Animal Crossing game in almost five years or something wow. like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, so they could... Okay, so yeah, this is like your first 1080p Animal Crossing. Yeah, real high-res Tom Nook. Looks yeah. adorable. It's great. Awesome. 
Um, yeah, so like you said, there's a lot of fucking video games coming out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So next week... So I know Telling Lies came out, which is the new Sam Barlow yeah. game, which I really want to get to, but I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. yet. Um, there is... Uh, where are we? Where's next week? Um, so Gears 5 came out, which is free on Game Pass, which I think is still a pound. So I might just like try that and see what sure. it's like. If you can understand any of that game, go ahead. Cause... Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, next Friday, September 13th, is Demon X Machina and Borderlands 3 are both out that yes. day. Yep. Then the following Friday... Which we're we're playing Borderlands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should yeah, at least... Okay. Yes, we should. Because um, like, we've played every other one. I yeah, feel like we, we should, should definitely... We, yes. we don't have a game that we play together anymore, so it needs to... Yeah. Um, and then the following week, September 20th, is Link's Awakening for Switch. And Untitled Goose Game comes out, which is going yes. to be fucking I was great. I was at a party last night and had a very long conversation about Untitled Goose Game, so I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited about uh, Untitled Goose Game, and I love that it's just still called Untitled Untitled Goose Game. Game. I never actually gave it a title. It was great. That new trailer is real good. Um, Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, I love how they've also capitalised on you're an asshole goose. Like, they got as close to saying that as possible. Um, So, yeah, some games are happening. Um, There's also this... (sighs) I'm going, I'm, I'm torn because there's a new game by the people that made the Technomancer. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, yeah, I need to know and what this is. I, I just, there's, there's part of me, again, I say this every time, but spiders just make the B-movie of video games that no other developer really ever makes. There are no B-movies in video games, because I guess because they're so high like stakes in terms of like wages, but... yeah. So just, do, do you know what this game is? Uh, no, I don't. I, I saw the trailer. The reason it brought, I got brought up was because I saw the trailer on like Twitter or YouTube or something. Yeah, and it's a really good fucking trailer. Yeah, like a super I'm, good trailer. I'm watching it on Steam right now. Like, and it, it looks, sounds fascinating. Of like, it's like this open world colonialism RPG thing. Yeah, it looks like colonial um, fantasy with like. Yeah. Which is super interesting. Like that's never been done before. And then so, and it's been published by Focus Home. So I talked to my guy in Focus Home, and was like, "What the fuck is this game?" And he explained it, and he was like, "Oh, okay, right. That sounds like it." And then I found out it was made by the people that did the Technomancer and Star- Mars Warlogs and stuff. I was like, "What? These guys are developing it?" And it's like, "Yeah, it's them." Like this looks like, impressive. Like this looks. Th- that's nice. the thing. It makes a really good trailer, but I'm worried that it is the classic spiders thing of like it probably will not play very well and will be super weird but so, so to be fair none of these trailers look like they have gameplay <laughs> yeah it's all high res stuff so i'll, I'll maybe see oh, no, if there's, I can... okay there's some gameplay i'll maybe see if i can squeeze my friend and maybe get a code or something because i don't know if that can we should work, yeah but... i, I want to cover this game because you've talked about these guys the before answer and uh what was the other game mars warlogs mars warlogs like yeah. I want to see what these games are actually like, and we will... They're pres- really interesting, but they're so bad normally. It's the, this is the problem. This is what I mean by saying they're a B-movie, and that they have they have really cool ideas, and there's a heart of something that they really want to make, and I can see it. I can see what they're going for, and then it's just garbage to get through it. It is like, ah, oh, it's so disappointing, but I'd, I'd, I'd be interested, but I really don't want to spend a lot of money on it. Like, sure. that's the problem. <laughs> Sure. Um, it is currently forty three ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, so. 
That's a lot of money. Anyway, uh, it's, um, not, it's not the sort of money I want to spend on a Spiders game, unfortunately. Sure. Well, we'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's games. So we'll have a lot to talk about next time. Um, yeah. What's in the site? We've got Women's Warehouse and Age of Wonders Planetfall. Um, yeah. We plays up um, both very interesting games for very different reasons. Um, yeah. I started our new old ass PC games on Thursday with the live stream. Are which... you actually going to play all of that game? Yes, I am because oh, I need to God. see. I need to see the end of it again. I don't remember the end of it. I remember the first couple of hours intimately, and then after that, it gets a kind of bit blurry. So yeah. I need to have it on record that I finished that game. Um, so I'll be continuing that the Thursday. You're hearing this again. I'll. I think. I've sorted some of the technical issues we had with the Twitch stream, so it should be better now. And there'll be an archive of the first one going up some point this week once I get ready to, to chopping it up a bit. Um, yeah, and I think we'll be back in two weeks then, um, provided nothing huge happens. Um, it's kind of difficult to capture Switch games because I'd like to show... Pro- if it's good, Steam and X Machina off, but I'll yeah I'll play around and see if there's a way of doing that. Um, but yeah... That says um, yep. GameEngineStart.com is the website where you can find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles are up on there. We're on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart. You can find all the videos we upload and subscribe. You'll get notified when we put new stuff up. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. So if you search GameEngineStart, you find us there. Also, Twitch.tv slash GameEngineStart is where we'll be doing live streams and we'll let you know on on the social medias. If you want, we're it, if do you want to see you play through all of Blade Runner for you some should. reason. That game's yeah. spectacular. Um, it sure is a video game. <laughs> Podcast.gameindustart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. We will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.